Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside me, Steve Harmison, looking back at all the action from day two of the third test match between England and India at Headingley, where you-know-who scored another you-know-what. You're listening to following on. OK, well, if you're listening to the podcast, then you no doubt know by now that England advanced their lead over India uh, Starting the day 120 without loss, they finished it at 423 for eight. Uh, instead of leading by 42, they now lead by 345 runs. And uh, the mainstay of their innings. Once again, Joe Root with a century. Number three for the series, six for the year, 23 for a career. Uh, just brilliant, brilliant stuff from him. Chanceless innings uh, right up until the end. 121 top score uh, with uh, Darwin Milan. Uh, second on that list, 70 from him. Uh, Burns and Hamid didn't really kick on today, but they both finished in the 60s. Uh, 29 for Bearstow, but boy, oh boy, uh, where would England be without their captain, Joe Root? Uh, India, uh, well, they kept uh, plugging away, uh, in fairness to them, um, but this game, it appears, has gone. Okay, let's get on with things here on the following on podcast. Story of the day. Okay, Steve Harmison, let's go through the day. I'm not going to ask you to wax lyrical about Joe Root because we've heard you uh, many times talk about him. Uh, We know where you rank him in the pantheon of greats. Uh, He's up there. Well, it's the very best that you ever played alongside in terms of uh, of batting. Um, But let's look at the day. It started off uh, a little bit slowly, actually. Uh, Burns, uh, on his birthday, uh, was out for 61. Uh, Hamid, let's talk about Hamid, actually, because it's interesting. He started down 60, and with 20 minutes to go before the break, he'd only added eight. Um, his uh, attacking sh- stroke play, according to Crickviz, went from 11% to 7%. Uh, 
Um, I'm not saying there's anything of concern here, but, you know, 28 balls without scoring. They didn't allow him to cut the ball, uh, which is what they uh, did allow him to do on day one. They tightened up. Uh, they bowled very, very straight at him. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's just, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's something to worry about. I'm just saying it's something that interested me watching him. He never at any stage looked flustered. He didn't look like the pressure was getting to him. He looked like he could quite happily just sit there all day. But still, eight runs in an hour and a half. Um, hmm. Where what, what was what was going through your mind when you were watching? Yeah, the, the, I thought the pressure that India put on him was probably the only time that India put pressure on any of the batsmen throughout the day, um, whether they've worked out a new plan or they've had a look at footage and thinking this is how to go with, with Hamid. Then... Yeah, fair play to India for that. And it's something that Hasim Hamid is gonna have to he's gonna have to look at throughout from his from a career point of view that every time he gets to a certain point, that because of the footage and the technology and everything that goes around in the world, there are gonna be passages in his career what he's gonna overcome. Now he overcomes something you know catastrophic that nearly ended his career when he when he had his time at Lancashire and and, and not. Now he's going to come through a passage where people are going to learn how to bowl at him if he gets a run in the side. So he gets 10 test matches, so we sure we see. You'd hope that by the time he's gone from his first test match to his 10th test match, he has worked out to play the test match cricket a lot better because teams will find him out, they'll bowl at a certain way, they'll feel as though that's his weakness, they'll put pressure on him that way, and then they'll eventually get him out. And that cycle will go throughout his whole career. Now, we are maybe just seeing that very, very early, that India have found somewhere to bowl at him, not give him the short ball to cut, um, try and you know, bowl dot balls at him. He doesn't seem to... He struggles a little bit to find where his off stump is, but like you said, he doesn't get flustered. So, for me, no, I'm quite happy that the boy's done very, very well. I'll chuck something else in there, John. Yesterday, he's worked so hard because of what happened on his debut, uh, not on his debut, in the first test match, he has worked so hard, concentration, everything that goes with it, to get him in a position to come back again today. And sometimes little mental tiredness comes into it when you are concentrating for so long that you do forget to do things. You do you know, struggle at times. And I think you might be having a lapse in concentration and all of a sudden you put yourself under pressure and then you eventually get out. That's the difference between the good and the great. The good and the great, the good survive and the great just thrive on things like that. And that's where the young man is at this moment in time. But I'm really pleased that he's got his half century. He's justified going back up to the top of the order and he's now given a little bit of a little, a little bit of hope to England supporters that we can not only get off to a good start, but can you know, a good solid start to give the likes of Root and the, the powerhouse behind us a chance to make a score of in excess of 400. Because today we got 300 runs in a day and I thought we were magnificent all day. Uh, let's talk about David Milan because, you know, to good length balls I saw, he's got quite a poor record um, according to Crickfears. But you can see why, as a, as a back-footed player, naturally, you can see why he would be suited to Australian conditions. That's, of course, the last time he hit a 50 for England, Sydney, uh, the SCG in 2018. Two tests before that, uh, he'd scored that century at Perth, um, or three tests before that. But also on the front foot, he was very comfortable on the drive. He was beaten 
He got off the mark with a four, cover drive four. He was then beaten on the inside, uh, attempting a, another cover drive, but he didn't put the shot away. He continued trying to play it, um, and it was somewhat of a surprise when he was out, caught down the leg side. But I thought the, uh, the tempo that he brought to the innings brought some relief, actually, because alongside Root, the two really took the game way beyond India, it seemed, at that stage. You know, when he was out, first the ball before lunch, 298 for two at that stage. Um, and the re- main reason for that was because Milan and Root were both very, very uh, fast in terms of their scoring. Yeah, they were very proactive at the crease. The, the, the rotation of strike was good. There was a couple of little chances from a run-out point of view. But I, I, again, I, you look back at the way Joe wants to bat, and Joe bats better when he bats at a good tempo. He bats when he's rotating strike, when he's dropping it and running it. Bats well with best of in the middle in the, in the middle in the middle period because their ability to know each other you know, inside out and you know rotate, hit boundaries when the ball's there to be hit. I thought Milan drove the ball nicely. I thought again, India both sides of the wicket, left and right hand combination. They just didn't have a clue where to bowl at off stump to either left or right, which gave England a great chance to get you know left and you know the, um, the rotation going, and and then all of a sudden they got a few cut shots away. But I was really impressed by the way he, he drove the ball. David Milan drove the ball. When it was overpitched, he wasn't leaning back. He was in control. Some people say he's tall and he doesn't get over his front foot. He's never done that. He's never done that. He's always driven from a from a sort of a, a man of stature, a man of, you know, a, 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 his head's always been sort of quite, looks as though he's leaning back, but he's not. He's, he's, he's quite tall when he's, when he's making a point of contact. The thing that I liked about it was why we picked him. For me, it had to be his experience, you know, his temperament. He played and missed a couple of times. He didn't really let the pressure get to mm. him. He didn't let the occasion get to him. He was batting with Joe Root. Didn't let did, that didn't fluster him because it could have a younger player could have been a little bit flustered. I blocked a few balls. Oh no, Joe Root's on strike. He's desperate to get down here. Well, well, I need to hit a big shot. All of a sudden, Nick out. See you later. Under pressure even more. So, for me, I thought it was a perfect combination. It was a little bit one day batting. Without being reckless, it was just middle overs, old-fashioned, one-day batting, turning things over, waiting for the bad ball, putting it away. I was really impressed and happy about the way David Milan played. And I thought they, comp- yeah, they complemented each other very, very well in the middle period of uh, that first session. Yeah, it was uh, the ball before tea, not the ball before lunch. First time in uh, eight years since the top four for England scored 50s. Um, and uh, you'll never guess who one of those batsmen who scored a 50. I've seen it, yeah, I've seen, seen it. it. Big Stephen Finn, yeah. yeah, good on him, well done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then after uh, the tea break, England were 298 for three, uh, and Johnny came out, played as you'd, you'd expect from Johnny, um, and then uh, just a little bit of a collapse, four wickets for 33, well, not really a collapse, um, but... Butler again. It just—I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just imagining things. It just even today it just didn't quite look. It just doesn't seem to enjoy batting in Test cricket. I don't know if I'm just imagining things, but I just never get the impression that he enjoys being out there. I know what you mean. Yeah, and I, I feel the same. I feel the same that in a way that when I look at Joss in the middle, I just look at—I look at a supreme, an unbelievable talented cricketer. Kept brilliantly yesterday, took five five good catches early on. Um, and then I thought, you know what? 
this might be perfect for Joss to sort of just like the blue, blue touch paper for the rest of the series and really go and put a marker down against some tired Indian bowlers. Go and smash, even if it was 40, 40 or 30 balls, and go and go and just you know, run the game into a, a place where you know the likes of Curran and Overton and, and, and Robinson can have a bit of fun. It just seems that in one-day cricket, Joss Butler has such a clarity of thought, clarity of game plan. You know, get off strike, first couple, get me eye in, bang, bosh, see you later. Let's get going. It just seems that he, he struggles to find a tempo. He's, that's all I can say. I just feel as though he struggles to find a tempo of what, where he wants to bat or needs to bat or how to bat. I thought it was a perfect situation for him. Um, and to be fair, he got one He got one on Legstone. You'd expect him to put away. And he's hit it straight to the fielder. How's your look, Joss? So nine times out of ten in a one-day game, that would have gone extra set past square leg. But the tentativeness and movement when it comes to test match, when he's got whites on, he's probably just held onto it just that little bit more. And he's uh, he's managed not to get over the top of it. And he's found Ishan Sharma just short of, uh, of square leg. So... Again, it's not a disappointment. It's not a disappointment. I don't think Josh Butler's going anywhere anytime soon. I don't see the England selectors dropping him. Uh, I think he's so valuable to this unit. I think he's so valuable to Joe. Ideally, you want him to get more runs because he's batting at sixth. Um, uh, but there is a, a, a road bump down the line when it comes to the Ashes because I think personal reasons could come into to where Josh Butler's test career goes from there. But that would be his choice at this minute in time. Even though he didn't get any runs today, I don't think there's any any jeopardy of his place. No, I don't either. But I do expect he's to miss the Old Trafford test. And if you know what, Johnny Bester is going to be back behind the stumps, isn't he? That's uh, Ollie Pope will probably come in. Um, and then there was Root, of course. You know, he's just playing the best cricket I've ever seen him play. And that's saying something because he played some pretty damn good cricket a few years back. You know, at one stage, Crickbiz had him down as playing 90%. uh, He played at 90% of the deliveries that were coming his way. And that's kind of, can you remember a few years back, six, seven years ago, Joe Root kept getting out in the 80s. And I'm not talking about the conversion rate problem. I'm talking about, and the the criticism at the time was he just tries to play too much uh, and he doesn't, necessarily he should leave a few more and therefore you know play basically a, lo- a more uh, high percentage game well he's just it was chanceless again today and credit to Bumrah because that was an absolutely brilliant delivery with an older ball which he managed to detract to somehow get the kind of movement that would defeat a new bat- batsman at the crease not one with a hundred next to his name playing on the level Joe Root is um, I thought it was an inside edge at first I don't think it was it went straight through is that Root was on the drive. But, you know, it was just, it was phenomenal. And he's once again, he's putting the pressure back on Coley, isn't he? Three centuries yeah. now for Root, none for Coley. He hasn't scored a test century in two years. And that's definitely going to be in the, in his mind and going to be mentioned in the field when Coley comes out to bat tomorrow. Oh, yes. And I think there's one 39-year-old with a red juke ball in his hand, <laughs> clapping his hands at this minute in time, just to remind Virat Coley about exactly where Joe Root stands in that Fab Four, if there, if you go down the road of Fab Four, I think it's a Fab Five because I think Barbara Zam's in there now. But when I when I watch Brute Bat, it's just I think he's made a technical change. I've noticed something that uh, I think it'll be interesting to know if if the TV picked up on it or 
you know, batsmen that have been watching them pick up on it and, and ask him about it later on. He's spending a little bit more time. His trigger movement is not as, as big as what it used to be. I think it's a little bit shorter, but it's more back foot dominant. So he's more on his way on his back foot, which makes him more balanced to come forward. And at this minute in time, that run down to third man and the, the shot he's getting a lot of joy from, a roundabout sort of to backward points left hand, gully's right hand, um, and through sort of fifth slip, which goes for, for like for four if there's no third man down there. It makes him easier to play that shot. It gives him more of a chance if the ball moves, so he's further away from the ball. And he's also in a position where somebody does really overpitch the ball. He can get a good stride in because he's weight on the inside of his of his right foot, of his back foot. And I look at that and he just seems to be in such a better place to hit the ball. There's less movement, less moving parts. There's less sort of uh, shuffling at the crease. And I'd be interested to see if, if what what if if that's something that that Joe has Joe has done because when with him having having done this, it's very very difficult to put pressure on because he's rotating the strike a lot. He's getting the ball down the third man, which is getting him a boundary. Or if they have put a third man down, he's getting rid of a catcher. So they're, they're, all of a sudden, they're, they're getting out processes as a little bit smaller. Um, and you know, he, can, he, can, when, uh, he can just release the pressure on a bowler that, that comes with it. And when you're talking about these numbers, you mentioned Virat Kohli's not scored a century for two years. Since, since Virat Kohli's last century, Joe Root scored seven hundreds, 150 and 700s, and three of them have been double hundreds. And so when you look and talk and where they all are in the in the world status, um, I don't think there's many better players than Joe Root at this minute in time. Well, you, you the way you describe his shot selection there it reminds me a little bit about of Kane Williamson, who's very yeah. who's proficient in this very similar um part of the field. When you think of Kane Williamson, you, you think of that kind of back foot push through through cover, through cover point or uh, or down through uh, to third man. And that's the difference, I suppose. With Hamid, uh, just to just to take Hamid, I'm not digging him out at all. I thought he played really well yesterday. Um, and, you know, he looks pretty in control of his game today. But Root doesn't need width to score. Mm. or He doesn't need width to cut. Uh, and that's the difference. You know, he scores some piercing boundaries through point just by essentially deflecting a straight delivery. You know, he was guiding it through. Rather than playing with a straight bat down the field, he was just opening the face of the bat, getting on the back foot, on his toes, and either gliding it down to third man where there was a fielder or or not, or pushing it through point. And, you know, he's either getting off strike or he's scoring a boundary. It was absolutely... from From a bowler's point of view, it is so frustrating. It is so frustrating. I played with, in one day cricket, I played with one of the best opening batters that England have ever had from that point of view, and that was Marcus Triscothic. Mm. And you couldn't bowl a dot ball at Trez, played it against Somerset loads of times. And it was, as an opening bowler, you think, oh, that's a good area, and he's getting one. And you bowl another good ball. He's, he's getting one to every one of my good balls. And then I, I overpitch, I bowl a bit of short one at him, bang, four, and you're thinking, I've bowled four good balls here, and I've gone for ten. And you're thinking, how, how, what am I going to And then the, the red mist comes and all of a sudden you lose focus and everything that. And I think that's what happened to India today. I think that really what happened to India today because what they did was they couldn't tie Root down because the left-hand and right-hand combination, they went a bit bit on right. We've got to get Milan out. 
all of a sudden Milan is in good white ball form and he's uh, he's punished the overpitched or the short ball and then all of a sudden India just couldn't stem the tide. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, Shami bowled the best of, uh, of the bunch. Um, I, I found there was a, a period of play where India were targeting Root with a short ball, but they were employing Ishad Sharma to do it. Couldn't quite work that that out. Mm. Um, or Siraj, they tried it with yeah, Siraj. Or Siraj, well. yeah. It Just, was like the, the fielders were in the fielders were nowhere near in the right place, nowhere near in the right place, and they were costing them boundaries. Yeah. I thought India. I thought I thought Virat's decision, and it's it's hard. I'm I'm not going to criticize Virat too much because he only got 78 runs to play. <laughs> So you just whatever you do, you're just thinking, oh well, I, I'm, I'm at a point. I did think, yeah, you know, India are in hope more than expectation that they're going to get a wicket. I thought they could have used Jadeja better. I thought he could have just sat Jadeja at one end, said, right, Seamus, right, we're going to run down the hill or run up the hill, and we're going to have a plan of bowl on one side of the wicket. The spinner's going to bowl, you know, bowl straight one day stuff, and if they want to take a risk, we are good on them with in in outfields. But it just seemed as though the game meandered on and Virat was enjoying the deer and he, he just was in hope rather than expectation or trying to get to get back into the game. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Moment of the day. So overnight, the sad news came through that Ted Dexter, former England captain, uh, passed away at the age of 83. I was listening to uh, Goffey and Mark Nicholas both spoke about him. And, you know, I learned a lot about him, actually, in the last uh, last uh, 12 hours or so. And, and um, yeah, that's one of the brilliant things of cricket. You know, the, uh, the, the way that the game has been covered from its invention means that you can very easily dip into the past 
and learn about these guys and check out scorecards um, and uh, and the deeds. But, you know, just for any of the listeners out there, some of the things I learned about him, you know, essentially he could have been a, a professional golfer. He was yeah. that good. And I know you lot, you're all off, you know, handicaps of four, five, six, some of you are scratch. But this guy was actually, you know, uh, invited to go and play. Uh, over in America, and he turned it down. Um, he, in terms of power hitting, this guy, uh, he could be playing now, essentially. He's, he was so strong. He took on the great West Indies side, the Griffiths Hall, um, back in the day. He scored 70 in an hour against, uh, against them in the gloom. Um, and then when he packed up, he became a journalist. He flew his family to Australia to cover the ashes as a journalist, stopping off along the way. Um, he lived in France. He was born in Italy. I mean, these days, cricketers don't really have that kind of boy's own appeal to the... And, and that's one of the reasons why we have the 100, because we want them to. We want them to appeal to, to, uh, to kids growing up. But this guy, he had the looks. He had the, the glamorous model wife. Um, he was a pilot. He could have been a golfer. He was a cricketer for 10 years. He captained his country. Uh, he sounded like an absolute character. And, you know, I, I, I listened to Goffey. Goffey said when he used to meet him, he'd look him in the eye and think, yeah, you had a life. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and for Goffey to say that, uh, well, yeah, that says it's his own story. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Ted Dexter. Obviously an absolute legend of the game. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, Harmi. Well, looking ahead to day three, um, it's whether it could... I mean, I just spoke to Gareth Copley, the uh, the photographer. He's from these parts, actually. He says the game's definitely going to Saturday. And you know what? He thinks India could easily... Well, not he didn't say easily, but he quite fancies India to, to make England bat again. Could we... No, could we... Could we still be faced with a, with a bit of a thriller here at Headingley? This is... Remember, it's Headingley, Harvey, before you, you say anything. No, it's Headingley and it's normally England. So, no, not for me. I, I just don't see I, the, the, the body language, the way India have performed in the two days. I, don't, I just don't see it. I really don't see it. I just see India potentially having a good session, but I can only see one winner. I can see it beating Bayern Innings. Jimmy Anderson gets the ball in the right area for the first 10, his first 10 overs, which are likely to be in one spell or probably two spells just before lunch, then I can only see one winner. And, and I think if, if he does get it in the right area, got to remember as well, we, we only need six wickets. We only need six wickets for me. You've got, they've got three number 11s. And if three number 11s come out to bat, still needing 150 to win, or 150 or 180 to, to make England bat again. I've been in that position before, and it's not great. It's not fun mentally, and it'll end very, very quickly for me. So I see, I only see it going until around about five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Anderson to get four, Overton and Robinson to do the rest of the damage with a little bit of Sam Curran picking a wicket up. Uh, in the middle there when nothing's happening. That's my prediction for tomorrow. Brilliant stuff. Well, uh, who am I to argue with, Mystic Meg? Uh, brilliant stuff, Army. Well, look, if uh, you want a little bit more, we're going to be heading over to YouTube for uh, our live 7 for 12 
uh, Q&A, looking back at the match, uh, with, I suppose, a more uh, Indian slant, but certainly uh, waxing lyrical about Joe Root. So if you fancy that, uh, check it out. Otherwise, uh, we'll be back here on the following on podcast, following play, day three at Headingley. Uh, who knows whether we'll be looking back at an England win or ahead to what could be a really exciting day four. Thanks for listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 